in a stadium rich with tradition. We have that here, and it reeks. And when you come in, teams take the field, they can feel it. The lights shine the brightest. Definitely playing at Camp Randall is one of the best places to play in college football. This is the Camp. Now, here's your host, Zach Heilprin, and the Athletics' Jesse Temple on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Yes, welcome into the camp here on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I am Zach Heilprin. No Jesse Temple today, but I'm joined by uh, my former co-host. It is former Wisconsin fullback Matt Bernstein. He's out in New York. Uh, I'm assuming has spent his entire month or last month sitting at his house in quarantine. Is that accurate or close to it? I, I mean, it's extremely accurate, which is <laughs> very sad. <laughs> it is unfortunate, but uh, we're all we're, you're safe. Family's safe. Family's feeling good. Yeah, everyone's good. Um, I think everyone's bored at beyond belief. You know, and I think it wears on you eventually. Like, it's starting to wear on people that, you know, without knowing when we can go back to, you know, like what we were just saying, sitting in a bar and getting a beer and watching any type of sport. I don't need, at this point, I don't care what it is. Yeah. I just want to do it. Right. And that's the thing that we don't have. But I'm, from your perspective, being in New York, being in, essentially the epicenter of, you know, the, the hottest of zones in the world has it weighed on you even more a little bit just because you're right there in the middle of it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so creepy. Like no one's outside. Really. If you go outside, everyone has their face covered. So half the people look like they're about to rob someplace <laughs> and the other half look like they're sick because yeah. they're wearing the medical masks. So it's just so bizarre. A lot of places here you can't go into anymore so you have to order everything online. They'll either drop it off outside your door or they'll hand it to you outside the storefront. So it's it's been a very it, – it's almost like you're making like a liquor drug deal when you go get wine from the wine store. It's just Everything is just so out of whack. And then you're actively running away from people when you're walking on the sidewalk. You actively try to get away. So it's just really something different, you know, It's and it sucks. Yeah, have you uh... – like, set, like, do you get into a routine of getting, like, the same thing every day, or do you kind of m- mix it up? Or is it uh, when, you're, when you're ordering stuff, is it stuff for the entire week? Is it, a, like, a, a day thing? Is it, like, food every meal? Like, how, how are you doing that? Now, I, uh, Allie ordered lunch today and had to go pick it up. You know, I, I'll go to the supermarket, and, you know, if someone's in the aisle, you just wait for them to leave. It's that bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then you get home, you wash everything. You know, you you can get fruits and vegetables. You wash like you really have to wash everything. Um, but to be honest, like I think I would die if I never went to the supermarket or the liquor store. Um, but yeah, when you get food, like they just drop it off in front of your door and walk away. It's just so it you know, there's no human interaction, right? And it's just so hard. Been ordering a lot of Uber Eats. I don't know. Is that Obviously, I think you have a lot more options in terms of delivery in New York than, than maybe we do here in Wisconsin, at least in the Madison area. I, know I think a lot of other places are, are doing it, but there's so many different places on Eats that I've kind of gotten in a routine of ordering the same thing almost you know, like every other day. It's, and I feel like the people at the, at the place that I'm ordering from are just like, oh, my God, this guy again, come the mm. – and, uh, but again, you know, they're closed otherwise, right? So they don't, it's not like they have a lot of people there to wait on, but I, I do kind of get worried sometimes. So then I'll, I'll look at the, I'll look at the app and be like, eh, I just ordered there yesterday. I'm going to hold off on ordering from there again. And just not to be embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I hear what you're saying, but I'm like, yo, 
honey, I want pizza tonight, and we're getting that. You know, like, we're getting this specific pizza. Yeah. So they, they definitely, you know, it's funny. When I used to, I, I was, I'm new to Seamless just because I actually like the human interaction, and it, I feel like when you write in the special instructions, like, they never get it right. Yeah. So I called a Chinese restaurant, um, this, like, $1 sign Chinese restaurant that I love. You know, it's like the dirty Chinese restaurant that you, for 30 bucks, you can't even walk and you can't eat at all. Um, so they were like, the guy's like always like, hey, do you want what you had last time? And I'm like, no, dude, no, 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 no. Uh, yes, but just add this on or take this off. So it's a guy, you know, it's, it's like Seamless tells you what you ordered. The guy at my Chinese place now tells me, do you just want the same thing you yeah. ordered yeah. last time? That's... But what's sad, he closed, he closed like within a week. Really? Like closed, closed? I think a lot of restaurants have just found it more, to be honest, they'd rather cut their rent like lose the rent money, yeah. then, uh, and that's less of a loss than trying to do delivery and everything else, and I guess pay people. It's crazy. I, you know, if within, within a week of this happening, I think 10 out of 15 Chinese uh, deliveries just went out. Wow. Just close. That's insane. And obviously what it costs to live or what it costs to do business in New York is a little bit different, right? to like rent and that type of stuff is a lot different there than it is here. But that's insane that uh, they just closed up shop. Yeah, it's insane. My, my wine store closed for two, day, two weeks. Oof. There's some older gentlemen. Actually, one guy's son went to Wisconsin. He's wearing a Badger sweatshirt. You know, this is back in the day. I gave him a you know, high five. <laughs> you could actually touch people. Back in the day. Um, back in the day. That's, listen, we're going to be, uh, you, get, you ever see Demolition Man? Yes. When there's no physical contact? That's <laughs> going to be us outside, after this. Which is not um, good for you. You're you're a hugger. You're a hugger. I'm and you're, a hugger. Yeah, you're a hugger and you're a high fiver. You're a big physical guy. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm in trouble after this. Uh, but yeah, so like the wine store closed. Um, actually, our our I don't have laundry in our place, so our laundry guy closed for like a weekend. Which I you know I don't understand how people are making their business decisions, but he closed. On a weekend. So, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. See, again, as I said, and I, I think I've said it numerous times already, it's just so different out there compared to what it what it is here. I don't, you know, I think a lot of people have laundry in their places and a lot of people, liquor stores are open. I, I haven't heard of anybody like closing down for good. You know, there might be some places, but for the most part, I think people are trying to hold on and get to that April 24th period here in Wisconsin where, you know, maybe we'll be able to open stuff back up. I, I, I'm not optimistic about that, but uh, I think some people are holding on for that. And obviously businesses are laying people off and furloughing them and all that type of stuff, but just closing up yeah. shop completely, I haven't seen that. And in fact, uh, I've seen you know some places that uh, are closed, shoot, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, open up Friday and do like carry out fish fries. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's totally a Wisconsin thing. Um, yep. The place I live across the street from has done that the, the last three or four Fridays. But yeah, I mean, it's... It's a it's a weird situation, and I'm not sure when it's going to end. And I to turn that into sports here, I'm I'm not positive that we're going to see Wisconsin football this fall. I you know what I I have been slowly slowly getting, you know I've I've been talking to a lot of Badgers. That's like what I do for work, and everyone's a little bit scared about not just Badger football, just football, yeah. like sports. You know, and nobody knows. When you when this when this ends, whatever it ends, if it's hopefully by April twenty fourth, which I completely don't think so in Wisconsin, but here in New York, like, are we going to have the Jets? And the Jets might not play this year. And also, which they probably shouldn't anyway. But <laughs> what does it look like 
how many people are going to be allowed to go sit in the stands? Same with Wisconsin. You think 80,000 people no. are going to be comfortable enough to go no. pregame at bars, like do what we used to do? I, I think the whole game will be changed. It, it, um, it will. You're right. I, I, but I, I again, mean, I'm not going to change my game. I'm going to bars. <laughs> I'm going to the stadium. Well, but assuming, I might wear, I, assuming you can, but right. I might wear gloves and a mask. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it, that's assuming you can do all those things. You know what I mean? Like, I I was talking uh, with with some people, and I'm just wondering, like, if you don't have people in the stands, then you're missing out on a huge percentage of your revenue, and the right. in, and the impact of that on other aspects of your athletic department are just astronomical. And and uh, Wisconsin, I know, is working a couple of different scenarios uh, to deal with that, but. We saw this week Cincinnati close up. Uh, now they were thinking about doing it anyways, but they closed up shop on their uh, men's soccer team. Um, just said, "Nope, we're done." And I think we're going to see that with some other, you know, smaller conferences, Group of Five conferences that aren't that are get so much money from football, and it's the only way that they can pay for these other things, or even the the money that comes from the NCAA through the March Madness. Like that money's not coming in either. This is going to happen in a bunch of different places, and if football's not here, I think it touches the bigger conferences too. Oh, I completely agree. You know, you. I think we're seeing that across businesses in general. But if we're talking strictly sports, um, what did we we just canceled almost half of what well, we canceled all spring sports, and we're telling those kids to graduate, right, to not come back. Yeah, that's what UW is doing. And I know some other universities aren't. I know Ohio. See, here's the thing about what we're talking about here. Ohio State is welcoming welcoming theirs back. So I think there there, there was a total of like ninety of them. And only I think like third, I think like forty, maybe it was whatever it was. I think it came out to about six hundred thousand um, dollars that they're going to have to cover for next year that they weren't going to. And then you have Gene Smith coming out and saying that the AD there coming out and saying that without football they would lose like sixty million dollars in revenue in terms of just the tickets. And like, where would you get the money then to pay for not just everything else, but for the you know the six hundred thousand dollar people that you brought back? Like, to me, that's a little bit. Uh, if you don't you don't have the money, Wisconsin's planning on not having the money to do that. And I think that's probably more prudent than it is to sit there and say, if you're Ohio State, come on back. Because, you know, even though you don't know if there's going to be football with fans. Yeah, I mean, but $600,000 is a lot different than $60 million. But I'm saying you're not going to have that money. Like, he's counting on that money to help pay for the the people to come back. And when you're taking $60 million out, you're not going to just be taking money out of, you know, that was going to go to that. You're going to be taking money that was going out to a lot of different things in that in that athletic program. Again, I don't want to be all Kirk Herbstreit fear mongering here, where we're not going to see football, or you know, even the idea. Here, here's the idea. I think that some people have talked about is February to May college football. You may not have college football in the fall. You may go to it February to May. There's been talk about that. What would you? I mean, to me, football is football. I'll take it when I can get it. Um, but what's what would your take be on that? Listen, I'll take it. If I can get football and it's not going to be starting in late August, early September, I will take it in the winter. I, won't, I don't want to play in <laughs> February outside, right? but I'll go to the games. I mean, as long as you're allowed to go and, you know, I think everything get up, relies get, on... Get warmed up in certain ways? Oh my God, I will be at Wando's at <laughs> 7.30 in the morning waiting for the doors to open at 9. Yeah. Um, because you might have to wait in line, and they can only allow ten people in, and you have to stand six feet apart. Can you imagine those so, things? Wow. I mean, it's. I don't want to imagine a world like that. I, yeah. I'm just nervous that 
we a lot of human beings are going to take away from what's happening now and and keep it going through their daily lives in oh, the future for sure there's no there's no doubt and uh, i mean there are people that and we we're seeing it in in a variety of places where it's like it's not that bad let us reopen we don't care kind of thing and you know that that's i guess that's their prerogative they can do what they they can say what they want and can do what they want apparently you know especially in i think there was a place i think pennsylvania open businesses certain businesses starting next week like that's where certain states are at already and i don't think i don't think we're at that point to be doing it yet no i don't think we're th- we, we shouldn't be there but i think human beings yes cannot sustain what we're doing no right much longer. i listen i am as far away from a scientist i'm as close to a dummy uh, you know, as possible. And I just think human beings can't take the isolation. I think some people are, you know, look at all the college kids who are like, I'm going on spring break. I think people have to get out. And at some point they're going to say, I'll take a risk. And I, I honestly think at some point it's going to be a lot of like the 20s, 30s, 40s who are like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go to stores. I might go to a bar if it's open. I might do these things. Maybe take some precautions. But I think you're going to see a lot of, like, um, the elderly who are really isolated because other people are going to start opening up their lives. Yeah. I, it, it, it's just, it's, like, even me, all I want to do is go to my wine store. I know I've said that a hundred times, but I want to call the guy at the Chinese restaurant and talk to him. Yeah. You know, that's, I am the biggest BSer all day. Like, I stop people in the streets. I stopped a homeless dude outside that say hi to him once. <laughs> I, I said, dude, I walk by you every day. What's your name? So I say, I say hi to Ethan every day, you know, so, you know, that type of like your, your, who you are, you can only stifle it for so long and right. it's really going on. I, I, I thought a month would be easy and it has only been every day is harder and harder. And it, it is, I think it's especially hard for, as you said, for guys like you who are outgoing guys that like talking to people, like people in general, like doing things all the time. Like that's, that's, that's your personality. That is not my personality, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. If there were sports to watch at home and I could, you know, maybe go across the street to get a beer every now and then uh, now and again at the bar or across the street from, from where I live, I'd be, I'd be satisfied. Dude, if I lived across the street from a bar and that has fish fry takeout. Yeah. One, I would order all the fish fry takeout <laughs> I could eat on a Friday. Yeah. I would be so fat, although I'm getting there. No, um, you know where they? I, I call it the quarantine fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a freshman. Um, I, yeah. Dude, I I would go to the bar. I'd probably live there if there were sports. Right now, like in my mind, when this lifts and maybe they find a vaccine or some kind of cure, I will live at bars. Yeah. No. Look, I I will. <laughs> For a long time, I didn't I didn't go to those places, and then uh, you know started dating again and have gone to like went we're going like every weekend, and now it's now I don't have that anymore, and it's uh, it sucks. I can only get drunk at home so many times. I can only do the same things so many times. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I can like, only do it once a day. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Like I, I've been desperately trying to keep myself from doing it every night, you know. But it's it's uh, again, it's just to get it, just to get through, and um, it's tough. It's tough, but hey, it is. Uh, it's what we're dealing with, and it's, there's nothing we can do about it. And we'll see how it plays out the rest of the, of the summer and into the into the fall. And we'll, we'll see if we have football or not. If we do have football, Wisconsin is getting a lot of love that I didn't. I don't necessarily see. I've seen them, in a, in a, that me personally, I don't. I don't necessarily see why they're getting that kind of love. 
and I'll start with this. I mean, there's they're uh, you know they have in a lot of way too early top twenty fives. They have them in the top ten or the top fifth. Like I could see. I can see top 20, but top 10 seems a bit much when you lose what they lost on offense. Yes, they bring back a ton yeah. on back a ton on defense, but their two biggest playmakers or defense are also gone in Zach Bond and Chris Orr. So you have no Quintus Cephas, no Jonathan Taylor, no Tyler Biotish. I mean, you lose some of your biggest weapons. A.J. Taylor also gone. I mean, all these guys that helped you win as many games as you did last year and play so well on offense, they're gone now, and I don't necessarily see immediate step-ins and fill-ins at this, to get anywhere close to that same level? Well, I mean, the skill positions, I think we are, we're going to have to, some guys are going to have to step up for sure. How does that happen without having spring ball and without having, likely without having summer conditioning and maybe showing up on campus in August, you know, and, and not having anything before fall camp were to start? I, I, I feel like that that's going to be very difficult for guys. Oh, I, I, I mean, I... Personally, after a few years of doing spring ball, for the for the older guys, it's not important. Right. Um, as as important as it is is to maybe gel with a new quarterback, but we don't need to do that. Um, you know, for the quarterbacks and wide receivers to get the routes, but you don't need to be at well. Now you have to be at spring to do that at spring ball. But the older guys are good. It's the younger guys that we need to step up. So this year would have been huge for our offense for sure. Yeah, like guys like um, guys like Nikia Watson, and exactly. And, so what? So I'm, what I was going to say is, that there's been a new trend with guys coming in the spring. So you you don't have those guys coming in the spring either, right? right? Like Jalen Berger from New Jersey. Is he going to go to Wisconsin still? I mean, I'm sure he is, but when yeah. is he going to get there? Yeah, I mean, like he was. I mean, he was all those like like you. I assume. Did you show up right away in the summer? Or did I you guys up, uh, July? I played in the New York New Jersey game and then showed up like July eighth. Yeah. Okay. So like back in, back in the late, I think mid to late nineties, like guys weren't there wasn't the summer conditioning program. At least maybe I have to go all the way back to the eighties. Uh, there was no summer conditioning. You would just show up and you would use like the first two weeks or three weeks to get in shape. And and now it's obviously different. You get guys, all the freshmen show up in early June and they go through the entire summer summer uh, workout. So that would be when that would have been when Jalen Berger arrived. But UW some are, of those guys you show up in the second semester. Though, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a there was a bunch of them that uh, showed up in January. You know, and and they got to go through uh, winter conditioning. So that that at least is good. And and there were a few guys that were able to do that, including. Uh, Nick Herbig, the, the four-star uh, outside linebacker out of Hawaii, like he came, he was able to come in and get in, you know, I guess indoctrinated to the uh, Wisconsin program. But a whole bunch of other guys didn't. A guy like Jalen Berger, he who potentially could help them this fall. UW has already shut down the campus through June thirtieth, so that's you know at least June thirtieth. They've can, they've canceled all sports camps through at least August fifteenth. So you have. There's no way that they're going to have them on campus at that point. So, or I mean, uh, you know, before June 30th, that's not going to happen. And I would expect that they won't be on campus until uh, August. So you're not going to have that. Right. At this point, June 30th is just a date that they're hoping works. Well, June so, like, thir- I, think I think you don't ju- know enough yet. Right. June 30th is like, like I would say July 1st is the earliest that it would happen. And I don't think it's kind of like the NBA saying May 1st would be the earliest we make a decision. But, we're, right, but we right, won't necessarily right. make a decision on May first. That would be the earliest we would make a decision. Right, and what and June thirtieth to me is just an arbitrary day that says, and we can change what we're thinking up until June thirtieth, but we could also push it. And not only that, let's say June thirtieth is the day that everything lifts. 
how many people are rushing to the airports and to wherever to go to be at Wisconsin or anywhere else July 1st? I think people are still going to be like a little bit scared to go outside and start moving around the country. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm in the same boat. Like, if you're telling me to be there July 1, I'm going to be like, what the hell? These guys are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no. And so I I, again, I don't, I, I don't think that'll end up being the case. I just, I just don't see them being on campus in July. Right. But you're talking about like a guy like Jalen Berger who needs to be, you know, like I redshirted, but I was not coming in to start right away. And that experience, just even in the weight room, meeting the guys, having the summer before you start school to really get to know like the, the town, the area, you feel, you just start to feel naturally more comfortable. Um, and for him, you know, to get with the coaches, to watch film, you know, to do all these things, you know, you never know. I, I always like to see like a little bit of um, competition. Yeah. Now I, I think, you know, with Jalen Berger was, in my eyes, set to compete to be a starter or someone who splits 50-50 or plays a ton. Now you don't know where he's at. I mean, I'm sh- he probably can't go to the gym. He can run on the street. He can probably do workouts. But you don't you don't know how any of these guys are going to come in. And I'm not saying he's going to sit on the couch like me and uh, hopefully not drink all day and, and uh, eat as much fattening pizza as I can. I'm sure he's keeping, you know, up to – uh, you know, the level that he can keep up to, but how high is that level for everyone in the nation when you can't work out, you can't lift weights? You, normally, a lot of people can't. I don't have a gym in my apartment. Yeah. So what does it look like when people can come back? And if that date at earliest is July 1, how can people in six weeks get ready for a football season that is grueling and demanding? Um, and even as a 18-year-old, to me, I don't. I, I wouldn't put a lot of stake in Jalen Berger, maybe till the midseason, um, if if that's the timeline we're working with. Just because you don't want to put him in and him not know what's going on and kind of have him take three steps back yep. before he can take three steps forward. Yeah, and and the thing is, and I uwbadgers.com talked to Paul Christ, and he said, you know. The first week we get these guys, we're going to have to see where they're at. We don't know. We won't know where any of them are at. And not just the incoming kids, but all the returning guys, we won't know. Now, Ross Kalaji, the strength coach, has been in contact with guys and, you know, trying to make sure that they are, you know, staying up. But it, there's only there's only so much you can do uh, virtually. You know what I mean? Like, you can give them a workout. You can't make sure they do it. And, you know, right now, this would have been – they would have still been in spring ball at this point. I know the coaches are meeting with, with them uh, individually and uh, in group settings, at least, you know, via Zoom and that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. how would how do you think that, in your mind, like if you had been back in the day, been in this situation, how would you have taken those? Well, I mean, it, you know, to me, virtual learning, once again, for me, I, I am have, I'm starting to hate Zoom. I'm starting to hate anything on, like, FaceTime. And I used to love that stuff. Now I can't stand it because it's all you do. Yeah. But, but, but you're basically, there's too many things to distract you. When you're in a meeting room, this is what I loved about football. And to be honest, like, I didn't even, this is when cell phones were pretty, still pretty crappy. So I didn't even have my cell phone on me. When we were at the seminary, you went into that room, there was nothing else to think about. You didn't think about hanging out with the, well, you're hanging out with the boys. You didn't think about your family. You didn't think about hanging out. You didn't think about school. You didn't think about girls. All you thought about was like, Football, football, football. Sitting in that meeting room, the lights are out, the screen's on, and the only one talking is the coach. It's so much more distracting to be on Zoom 
You can do so many other things. A lot of Zoom meetings, I hope I hope everyone's listening to this podcast, but nobody I work with. Yeah. I'm reading like the newspaper, but looking at the screen. So it looks like I am looking at screen. the meeting. Yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of distracting things going on. Um, I, I think it helps. And I, but here's the thing. Everyone in the country, every program is dealing with this. Yeah. So I, I think we're, we're all at, um, you know, I don't think college football next year might not be as amazingly, you know, the product on the field might be different. I think it has to be different because how are these guys are not tuned up all year to go play the best football they can to get somebody ready in six weeks to me is brutal. And, but you know what? They're doing as much as they can. Um, I guess, you know, Ross is a, is a ridiculously smart guy. If you ever talk to him, he's, he's like a, a, an unbelievable scientist, nutrition, nutritionist meathead like I've ever met. But still, guys who go back to their respected neighborhoods might not have a rack of weights or have, um, uh, are able to go anywhere to do stuff. So you have to, I guess, maybe you, know, you have to be really creative. Yeah, no doubt you do. And uh, I've seen some guys on Instagram uh, posting videos of them working out and Madison Cohn and uh, I think Samar Melvin and maybe some of the other guys that, that had the opportunity to go out to fields uh, or even, you know, go and, and work out with other people that are still, you know, some places are still allowing it to happen. So it's all about getting those guys back here safe and, and um, healthy, you know, stay healthy and, and get back here safe. But uh, just going back to the idea of who it will be, Nikia Watson, right? Big year for him coming up. Garrett Grosher yep. has to take has to take uh, an even bigger role, you would think. Julius Davis, the running back out of Menominee Falls, he's healthy. You know, those are the, the running backs. And then you're looking at, obviously, Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor, along with the two senior other seniors and Jack Dunn and Adam Krumholtz. But then it's the young guys. It's uh, Taj Mustafa and A.J. Abbott and maybe even some of the even younger guys than that stepping up and, and being able to play bigger roles. Yeah, I mean, their development is definitely going to be stunted to this, because of this. And they were counting um, on that. They were counting on those guys to be able to have that right. this time. Right, right. And, and so, again, so was I. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just at the running back position, you know, it's, I, I love Watson. I thought he was great. He's got a little bit of a speed burst. You know, uh, he's still a young guy. Um, we need, we need like that, that ball, like that, that, you know, can carry the ball every down in a possession or carry the ball three times, first down only. Like we need that go-to. I think everybody you named is like a second down back or a third down or passing back. Yeah. So like we need that number one. And I was excited to watch and read articles and, and do all, you know, be a part of it, obviously from being on the East coast. But to hear of, of everyone's progression in the spring, because that's when you really start like lining things up and can start game planning. And Coach Chris, I'm sure, is doing this already, but it's hard when you have limited data. And not seeing Jalen Berger and not seeing Watson and not seeing these guys progress, you know, at least right now, it's hard to kind of put together a game plan for the future. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely difficult. Uh, wanted to get your take real quick on Zach Bond. I don't know if you saw the story. His uh, urine sample at the NFL Combine came back dilute, uh, diluted, which meant it had much, too much water in it, and uh, you would or you could use that to hide potential illegal substances. Now he told all 32 NFL teams that 
it was not that. It was his, he was trying to weigh more, and so he drank a ton of water. And you don't have to drink a ton of water to, to make that diluted. I mean, I think it's like a bottle an hour for four or five hours. But could it impact his draft position? And have you ever had a diluted sample when you were, were asked to pee? <laughs> I mean, I, no, I never had a diluted sample. Did you ever come back um, positive on any of your tests? No, that's why they. That's why Wisconsin tested me all the time because they knew I was perfect. <laughs> my, my, I would say this: my urine was perfect. You're, okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what though? I, I went up to Coach White. I think I told you this. And I was like, Coach, he's like, "Why are you tired, Bernie?" And I'm like, "Man, you guys have me here at like six in the morning, five in the morning to take a piss test like all the time." He's like, "What do you guys think I'm on? Like, what do you think I'm doing all the time?" And he's like. No, 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 we know what you're doing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that is some, um, you know, because you, cause you know, like, I, I'm not testing positive. I'm good. But I, listen, you, you, to try to gain, gain weight, I've seen guys chug water, protein shakes, do everything you can. Um, you know, Zach Bond is not a big, big, like, huge guy. No, he was two thir- um, listed at 235 last year and, and weighed in at the combine at 238. So Right, so three pounds of water weight. I, you know what? I, I bet you if he's like, just let me, let me take another piss. Like I'll just show you that it's fine. Um, I also think that there are other signs of, you know, I, the NFL knows every single thing about you. Um, they know if you do drugs or not. They are not stupid. Um, they have, you know, they have uh, what are those guys called? They have um, personal inspectors. What I can't remember. I, detectives. Yeah. Who, like go out and like. Get your back. Private detectives. They, private detectives. They search everything. They have all your medical records. So I, I, I find no, I find no weight in that. I don't, I don't, I think that's stupid. Um, a guy who's like, let's say he's juicing, is not going to be listed at two thirty-five and weighing at two thirty-eight. Right. I mean, that's not what juice does to you. It, it, if it was two thirty-five and he weighed in at like two fifty-five pure muscle, yeah, we got some issues going on. Right, and um, that wasn't him. It's not him, and I don't. I don't know him. I, I, but you know, if he's smoking weed, to be honest, in this day and age, that doesn't matter anymore. But it, I, I don't. The only reason it matters is, is because you know you're going to be tested, and you don't have the, what the self discipline, self discipline to not do it for a couple of weeks leading into it. Again, I, I couldn't care less if he smoked weed, and I'm not. And certainly, we have no clue. Like, right. Let, at all. Even, but like, I'm I, not even speculating. Yeah, that, I don't. I don't care. The only thing I would care about as an NFL uh, head coach or a GM would be like, you knew you were going to be tested, you knew it would get flagged, and yet you still did it. And to me, that that would be an instance of a lack of self-discipline. Now, in a lot of cases, it's irrelevant, uh, as we saw with like a guy like like Warren Sapp, who tested positive way back and came in and ended up being a Hall of Famer. Like, there's, you know, yeah, like I, the, I I think Zach Bond is an outstanding person. I would find it hard to believe that he did anything to hurt his chances at the NFL draft. No. I'm a little bit excited because the Jets need a guy. <laughs> and I think I saw a projection where he might be that guy. Where are they picking? They, aren't they in the top ten? I mean, does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. They're definitely in the top ten. I think they I think he they were looking maybe second round. Yeah. Uh, this thing may be something that pushes them down the second round. I don't think it should, but it's possible it does because there's a lot. I of t- don't think it should. I, I don't, as I said, I don't think it should, but it's possible it could. But I really, I, I find it hard to believe he's going to get out of the first round, just based on certainly what we've seen mock draft wise, but also the pedigree of Wisconsin outside linebackers right now is at an all time high, and they've they've, they've produced 
all the time. They've produced consistently, and especially in the NFL. And it seems like every linebacker that uh, ends up going has been at least productive. And uh, obviously, T.J. Watt and Joe Schobert at the top of that list, but they're certainly not the only ones. Yeah, what about Conley? Besides, before he got hurt. Yeah, no, he was, he was pl- playing awesome on the Giants, and yeah. no one thought he would be good in the NFL. Yeah, and, T- and T- well, T.J. T.J. Edwards went undrafted because it was forty time. And uh, ended up making the Eagles and ended up playing a lot towards the end of last season. And, you know, uh, obviously Schobert got paid down in Jacksonville and already down in Jacksonville is, is Leon Jacobs. And then you, Vince Beagle got re-signed by Miami and, you know, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle's down there. So, I mean, it was they have put a lot of linebackers in the league and a lot of them are playing at a pretty high level at this point. So, Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you're exactly. Van Ginkle, everybody. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, the draft obviously is uh, is, is next is next week, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. And uh, Matt, certainly appreciate your time, and we'll catch up uh, down the road. I think you're the best, man. I hope you stay safe, healthy. Good luck with your uh, dog and girlfriend and getting fish fry on Fridays. <laughs> Good. I feel your pain. Let me know if you ever want to drink a beer over uh, over Zoom. All right. <laughs> over Zoom. All right, man. All right, bye. And that was uh, former Wisconsin fullback Matt Bernstein here on the camp. Uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Talk a little bit more football hopefully next week with uh, s- some guests that we got coming up. Until then, you've been listening to the camp here on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.